When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome. Uh, the revolution will be podcasted, as they say. Um, thank you, Eli Braden, for that wonderful song. It gets me every time. You know, it's it, there's something about it. It's like you know, it's 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 my national anthem. I mean, it really is. Okay, Danny, <laughs> we got to jump into this. I'm so excited about our guests. I am too. I'm always excited when I can bring Southern folks on here. But this this woman, I am such a huge fan of. She is like selling out arenas and she's currently on the Big Panty Tour. The Big yeah. Panty Tour. <laughs> big Panty Tour. That was what I was going to name my tour. Well, you can't because it's already taken by the Queen of the South, Leanne Morgan. <laughs> Everyone, take your tops off. It's just, <laughs> just throw, your, throw your big panties out here. Leanne, like thank you so com- much for being here. This is a big time comedian we got here, right? Big time. Like way bigger than you and I. Oh, oh y'all. Honey, do y'all don't realize I've been watching y'all forever. Wow. <laughs> My darling, y'all, thank y'all. I feel like I need to come and clean y'all's house or do something <laughs> for y'all having me on because <laughs> I'm kind of like a kind of an outsider goober kind of comedian in the Hollywood, New York realm. And so I'm just so tickled. I feel like a cool kid at the cafeteria. I really do. I feel like I'm getting to eat with the cool kids. For us, it's just such a privilege to see some of the little people we fly over. And it's just like, it's been really special. I'm kidding. (laughs) So nice for you to acknowledge how important we are, given that I don't even have functioning internet that (laughs) works. But Danny and I love the LA people. We f- we feed off of compliments. We do. It's oh. our. It's it is. It's our. It's our food. It's our oxygen. But um, your the the humility is like you. I see your arenas. You're like you know you're you're your southern white Kevin Hart down there. It's like crazy. <laughs> you know you going in. It's like bananas. Like I, it's like I it's stadium freaking tours. It's uh um yeah. You said southern white Kevin. <laughs> So, so like, so that is the greatest explanation. That's that's well, you. It only like, took twenty two years, y'all. Twenty two years of doing comedy. Is that, you, but you're I doing. Was, I mean, like that's amazing. I'm so intrigued. I have to know, like how you got started. Like you have to 
give us like what so 22 years you've been doing stand-up yes but i and when i say that i mean probably being in clubs and getting paid and all that probably about 19 20 years wow. but yeah but i i had three little children was married and had three children when i got started my baby child was 23 she's 23 she was about a year old when i thought okay i'm doing it and i always knew it in my heart i could do it but i was from a little bitty country town and i didn't have the confidence i didn't like to go out young like you, Jenny, go to LA, I could have never. I mean, I was scared to death and I didn't know what in the world. I wouldn't have even known what to do, where to go. So I. I mean, I well, keep in mind, I, I moved out to LA when I was uh, 34. <laughs> so I wasn't you, like. You look like a baby. I didn't even. I thought you. I'm 43 years old. Yeah, I'm 43. Oh, well, you're still a baby. But you went, I didn't thought that you would have gone out there at 19. You didn't? No, I went to college and I, I was a television sports producer. I was a television news producer. And then I became a comedy writer. Because <laughs> why not? So it's <laughs> so a when, weird step that people take. But I, I always want to ask this question because like just to follow up because you're like a new mom. You have like, I was just talking to another comedian about it, like how hard, I saw a mom get up, a new mom get up at a, at a, at a little show I did. And it was not, not great, but it was like, cause I figured like, and I always like, that's gotta be hard. How do you like, was it like just open mics around the South or was it like, how, how does it start with you? No, well, no, for me, I was, my husband and I met at UT and he bought a used mobile home business now. Wow. In the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. This is true. In we get it. You're from the South. We get it. You're from the South. You're hitting it really hard right now. Play, cue the banjo music. Okay, no, go on. <laughs> well, and it was in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. And I started selling jewelry. There was no comedy clubs around. Right. Anywhere near me. And But I knew in my heart I was going to do it. My husband and I, before we married, came out to L.A. and went to the comedy store and I watched comedians that night and I remember, I knew, I just knew I could do it. But anyway, later, years later, I have my first baby and um, I start selling jewelry. Like, you know, women sell Tupperware. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started schlepping jewelry in East Tennessee and women thought I was funny. I was, I would get up and talk about, I just had a baby. And so I'd talk about breastfeeding and hemorrhoids and <laughs> stuff like that and so that and was like your open mic thing. basically that's how you were working out your material that's yeah. amazing yeah and i had my demographic in every little living room and i would eat brownies and dip and i had a ball and women started booking so far in advance that the company noticed and asked me to start speaking at their big things and so their big sales rallies and so that's why that's how I got the confidence. Women would say, you need to be a stand-up comedian. So then my husband fast forward, sells that business. We go to work. I mean, he goes to uh, over, he's over South Texas for a big company. And we moved to San Antonio, Jenny. Well, that's where my mom's and, from. Oh, my darling. I had <laughs> a ball. I there. Yeah, I worked at KSAT 12 there. Oh, my darling. <laughs> well, the comedy club was that terrible comedy club in the mall. Do you remember uh -huh. the land, oh, River uh -huh. Center? And I started out there and then, and they were okay to me. It wasn't that great. And so I started driving to Austin to Cap City Comedy Club and that's where I got started. Yeah. 
Awesome. And I've been I've headlined there for 18 years, and they moved me from an uh, opener to a headliner for the first time in their history. And they believed in me, and that was a big club that had a lot of connections to Hollywood and stuff. Yeah. So I started moving pretty quickly and got a television deal with ABC and Warner Brothers for my own sitcom. When? Out of that, that was, oh, Lord, that's been 14 years ago. Oh. And the writer's strike hit, and it just went dead. Mm-hmm. And I went into a deep depression right? and ate and drank, did everything. I was big and I thought it was going to make it. I, that was all right. Let me tell you all then. Paula <laughs> Dean was going to play my mother. Oh, my God. Stop it. And and I think, I mean, it didn't go very far before the writer's strike hit. It got bought by ABC. I did a I did a showcase um, at the Laugh Factory. And, did, you and it was on, did you have a showrunner attached? Um. Yes, Katie Ballard, who had done a lot with Mad Men and and then, so that didn't make it. And then I had one with Nick at Night with Matt Williams that created Roseanne and Home Improvement. Oh. And I had that one. And y'all, in between those things, I would, I couldn't get arrested. I would have times when nobody booked me, nobody cared. I couldn't get work and then but I'd, I had my children and and then I'd get on a little tour with some other women comics and we'd do some good dates and then then I'd get a television deal out of, out of Hollywood and I'd think to me being in Knoxville I'd think okay that's a sign I've got to stay in this I've got to stay in this so now I'm on my fourth deal mm-hmm. with Sony this is so typical I know the story Keep going. <laughs> it's it's such a it's so unfortunate it's such a common story though like where somebody's big and then you're like okay and everyone's like pumping you up and you're like this is okay we're doing it all right and then all of a sudden just you'll get an email that they just pulled the rug out from under you like not a phone yeah. call yeah and so now with this fourth deal i mean i love everybody i'm working with but i don't take it seriously i mean i don't <laughs> not take it seriously. but you know i just go yeah. oh whatever y'all i whatever because now i'm on the road i'm on the road you know, three nights a week, a weekend wow. to like three different states. And now you're, as bad as I've ever been. And what? your kids, your kids are older now, so that also is like make must make it easier to do that. Oh, Danny, is it not? I mean, the timing of it could not have been more perfect. I, I and I tell y'all, I was about to quit. Really? I had okay, so I was I was barely getting anything. And I'm, you know, 55 years old. This was probably, I was 52, 53. And I, my manager said, Lynn, these Mormon people in Utah are doing this thing called dry bar. And he said, nobody, and it was one, of, I was one of the first people that did it. And he goes, nobody will ever see it. Yeah. He goes, you'll make a couple of thousand dollars. He goes, you got that gig. All right, get a load of this. Okay. I was going to Dubuque, Iowa, who... The guy that always hires me, I'm, I love him, Little Barry, would hire me to do the Chamber of Commerce. I was doing a Chamber of Commerce, Commerce luncheon. How glamorous is that? I mean, I'm barely making any money. I, honest to goodness, those Dubuque, Iowa people drink so much that at the luncheon, they gave me a mimosa. I had not eaten. I had to go sit on the toilet and put my feet on the ground because the spring was spinning. And then I had to go and do a luncheon. And I'd gotten a really bad spray tan. Anyway, I, I, I flew to Salt Lake City 
had a horrible spray tan, took the shower and all the spray tan came off, except it was on my face and on my shoulders. I had a thyroid nodule that was popping out and I'd gotten a little, little choker from loft and I, and the choker was like cocked up on this thyroid nodule. Anyway, I did this. By the way, Dan Danny is so turned on right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a thyroid I, nodule with a choker. So Danny, I, I, this is your search like, words. <laughs> can I tell you something? This is the reason I love this podcast so much. I like, this is like, Getting to know, like you talking, this is the most delightful story I've ever heard. <laughs> I just like, I just want to be your best friend. Keep going. Yes. Everything you're saying is making me so fucking happy. So go. I can, I can actually just look at your face, Danny. I know you well enough. And I know that you're just in heaven right I'm now. In, like, this is the most joyful <laughs> thing. First of all, it's like, I'm, I'm two years older than you are. Like, like, so I'm, and I have my, our kids are about the same age. It's like, I'm just yes. like, Danny has three kids too. So I have three kids too. Yeah. So 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 um. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So, so keep I know. Going. I wish I'd had ten children, but now they're gone. They've grown up, walked off, and left me with their daddy. But okay, okay, so, that's what we did. I wish I had okay, one. So but anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I don't have Danny, any. I have a grandbaby. I've got my new grandbaby. And that baby is yummy, is what I hear. Thank you. Oh, Jenny. I mean, I've seen like, pictures. Um, <laughs> Just so, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Okay. His name is Charles Wilbur. Get a load of that. How yummy is that? Wilbur. Charles you know, Wilbur. I'm divorced. When I was married, my father-in-law's name was Wilbur. And I just was like, oh, I could not get enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> Any opportunity to be like, Wilbur? I couldn't wait to call and talk to him. Oh, Wilbur. Is that not yummy? I wonder if they're calling him Wilbur, but he's nine months old. Like we all go, Charles Wilbur. <laughs> we're obsessed with him okay so so i go out to okay so we went back to thing. choker on your thyroid not thyroid. <laughs> i had on a pair of loft jeans i was fat as mud I'm, I'm even fatter now though but anyway i um they said bring a top that looks nice on camera <sighs> so i went and did this they put me in a hotel i mean i'm not trying i mean i am talking about the dry bar people but i stayed in a in a motel that I thought I was going to be raped and killed. Anyway, I just was or kind converted of converted to the Mormonism is usually what happens. <laughs> I was, I, it was just like, I thought, is this what I'm doing? And my man, nobody will ever see it. He goes, you'll get, you'll get a good clip from it that you can use to get corporate work, you know, horrible. Mm -hmm. Like when you have to do shows for men that make carpet fiber kind of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I, and I had not worked enough to work on doing a special. So I think it's horrible. I can't even look at it. I feel like I'm going to vomit when I look at it. But anyway, they released that thing and, and my clips, they start putting them out and they go viral. Yeah. And, and everybody's like this dry bar thing, this dry bar thing that gets more views than Netflix special. Yeah. It was crazy. It takes that one thing. It's like that thing that hits and it gets there. And that, that, so that was the moment. And how many years well, ago that, was that? That changed things for me. And, and how it did was I did get a lot of fans. I mean, I went from like my Facebook page. I didn't even know how it worked. Went from like 5,000 to 25,000. And oh. my Instagram was pitiful. And I'd put up pictures of my kids. You know, I didn't know how that worked. I was watching Jenny, what Jenny was doing. And I, she just killed me. Everything she put up, I about died. 
And then look at her, that pro. And then Drive Bar gave me, because I've got a, and I love my husband, but he's tight and cheap. And he would say, like, I've got three headshots in 22 years. He was like, you don't need to spend any money on a website. You don't need a better. It's, I don't know how I've stayed in this business because I haven't put a thing toward it. But Drive Bar, I got a lot of work. It was not fun work. I got low paying things. I was, my manager started booking me um, in improvs in like Tampa, Orlando, and I could not sell tickets, y'all. With that drum bar, even with those millions of views, I could not sell tickets, and they would all say at the clubs, love her, she's sweet, she doesn't get drunk and fight with people in the parking lot, <laughs> but we, uh, she couldn't sell tickets. And right. so I honestly thought, okay, I know that my son and his wife are going to want to have a baby soon, and I really was thinking, I'll go to work at Target. I'll go in the back where they have the bedding and that looks fun. I'll put the bedding up on the back. And um and You'll be the funniest lady in the Target bed department. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I think I would kill Danny. I really do. I but would buy anyway, all of the bedding for sure. I love all their bedding and all their stuff. So I love a Target. So anyway, I this last ditch effort, I said to my, I was watching Nate Bargatze, Jim Gaffigan. I'm huge fans. Uh, I was a huge fan of Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. All my, Brian Regan, but R- Brian Regan, really his social media um, is not, I mean, he's just got such a cult following. But anyway, I started watching what Jim and Nate were doing. And I said to my manager, I need to hire social media people. They've got somebody doing this stuff. And that's the new newspaper and the new radio, the new, mm-hmm. you know, and people told me that, 15 years ago, and I thought, that's witchcraft. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, I hired these two little boys. I call them little boys. They're grown men. They've got babies. But they <laughs> are the same age or a little bit older than my boy. And I and it was just a fluke how I found these boys. And they started, they started putting out my clips. And there was one clip about me taking my husband to see Def Leppard and Journey and how bad everybody looked at the concert. And you've seen it, Danny? I have. I've I watched it right it before and- this came on. It was like, I asked Jenny to send me stuff because, and I realized I had seen, like, you're in my queue and other things because you, you did. But that, I've referred to that Def Leppard clip because I went, I, I was like, yes, I, I, a lot of my friends went to Old Cella. I don't know if you heard about Old Cella, but it was yeah. like all the old men. And it's like, yes, it's, Carl, it, it just made me laugh. I love that bit. The, the most well-observed thing was the idea of like people standing up for a little bit and then like just <laughs> sitting down really quick. It's like, I totally get it. When I first saw that clip, what maybe I, I have to ask when that was because I went to that concert in Texas that it was Def Leppard, Journey, Heart performed. And Danny and I have a special love of Heart. Yes. Which that's a whole other thing that we're obsessed thing. with. Anna Nancy Wilson. We've had Nancy Wilson. Oh, honey, yes. I know I have a bit about, I went to see Nancy and Ann and Joan Jett about two months after the Def Leppard and Journey concert. So they were, they were about, I guess that would have been about a year before COVID hit. Oh my God. Oh, so that was, I saw that concert where it was Heart, Def Leppard, Journey, but Journey with the new guy. Yeah. With Steve Perry. And it was in the Woodlands, Texas. And I remember going and like people, watching people, the whole crowd not realize that Steve Perry was no longer <laughs> the lead singer. And it was just like this wave of disappointment. I've like never seen before where everyone's like, 
<laughs> sounds just like him, but like, oh, it's happening. Oh my God, this. And, little bitty man, little bitty uh, Mormon man. And just with all the energy in the world that I couldn't muster, <laughs> I tried to, he had so much energy. But what you were saying, I remember like, I watched that, that clip and then I saw, I told my sister, I was like, have you seen this? And my sister was like, uh, Leanne Morgan, yeah, I've seen all of her stuff, like, we're going to grow up. And I was like, this clip? And she goes, yeah, when we were at the lobby bar before the concert where everyone was having drinks before and that move, it was yeah. the whole bar that was like, yeah, we're about to do it. And they were blaring Def Leppard into the lobby bar before we and weirdly, like Def Leppard is like the perfect choice of bands for that bit. I know it's true that you went there, but like if I were just conceiving a bit like that, that would be the band I would choose for that bit. Probably it was just, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it, it was just like when I watched that clip and it reminded me of the other ones, I just thought like I would without a doubt bet on this woman. And speaking of betting, oh. that gets us to our sponsor. How's that for a seamless transition? Okay, we are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. And you know, Danny, this is my favorite time. Of it is your favorite. It's like, the, it's, 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 it's months of Christmas for you, as I recall. <laughs> um, as always though, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. And with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. I'm, I'm sure going to head there. And as should you, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That feels impossible. How do they even do it? That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. But don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, Jenny, you know what I did the other day? That was That I would talk about in an advertisement that was clean and healthy? Tell me. I took a bike ride. What? And you might think like, did he take that bike ride alone? Well, I guess technically, but I was listening to my favorite podcasts on my bike ride, went for miles. And um, you know what I was using to keep me along there? Tell Most me. comfortable, best headphones I own, my Raycons. I put together a playlist of podcasts that suited the sounds from comedy, a little bit of uh, true crime and and even a, a history of Sir Isaac Newton. What? You did not. I really did, yeah. Um, stop it right now. Well, let me tell you, I just took a trip to Sacramento to do some shows, popped in the old Raycons on the plane. I get it. I didn't have to hear all the nonsense. There was even a baby next to me. What did I hear? Nothing. I only oh. hear the sweet, sweet music that was just jamming into my ear holes. And whether you use them to pump up, wind down, work, or work out, Raycons are my go-to on-the-go audio. And I'm with you on this. I find with the other 
more expensive, whatever. Look at me brands. Right. My, they tire out my ear holes. They hurt my ear holes. These things are comfortable. They're making love to my ears in a good way. Like as if that was something I wanted. It, it's a good feeling to have these in my ear. I have walked out of my apartment, meaning to put them away to be charged, forgot they were in. That's how comfortable. It is remarkable with an improved rubber oil look and feel, optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These are impressive. I'm telling you, Danny, before you even start, like just opening the little case, you will be blown away. It's also beautiful. And the way you listen to music, you can control it. It has all different settings, all different ways, you know? There's podcast, blues instrumental for pure mode. That's what I'll put in for all of those things. There's a balanced mode, there's a bass mode, and that's where I do my hip hop and my EDM because you know I love to dance. I do know this about you. You know, there's also an all new awareness mode for that's when you aware. need to listen to your surroundings instead. Um, they also, you're wondering, you're going on a long trip. Are they gonna, you know, burn out on you? Nope. Eight hours of playtime, 32 hour battery life, also a built-in mic so you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Th this is what blows me away, Danny. Raycon Please. started half the price of the other premium brands and they sound just as good. It's like exactly the same, but half the price. Really? And uh, even at that price? This is the thing. 45 day happiness guarantee. And I know why they can make that. They can make it a 500 day happiness guarantee. Yeah. Who cares? You're gonna be happy. So here's what you're gonna do. Doing it listeners, right now, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash doing it. Did I say that right, Jenny? I think you said buyraycon.com slash doing it. And what's that gonna save us? That is gonna save a whopping 15% and that is buyraycon.com slash doing it. You would be crazy not to be doing it, doing it nation. Yeah, if you're doing do it, Nation, do it with Raycons. And we're back. I'm going to turn off my camera for a second. I need to grab some water, and I don't want you to see me dribbling all over myself. But I, I will tell you while Danny's getting a drink that when my love, like, of heart is, like, pure. My sister and I, like, we were, like, oh, we wanted to be, like, Anna and Nancy Wilson. My sister's name's Amy. I'm, like, I want to play the guitar. I would take my mom's broom and go in the bathroom as a child and practice power kicks. Remember Nancy Wilson's power kicks? Okay, cut to, I don't know how many years later, Hart is playing at the Hollywood Bowl. Danny, Danny and I go to this concert and I have the video, I'll send it to you, Leanne, when we're done, we could maybe attach it. But one of my favorite things was crazy on you. And you know, Nancy does that acoustic and she <laughs> plays her heart out. And I know the moment that she's gonna hit that power kick. Don't and I was rec recording with my phone and I got, I didn't even realize I did it until after the concert and went back to look. I'm recording her the whole time. And the moment she goes to do the power kick, it came over me. I had to power kick too. I power kick, <laughs> drop my phone, you know, like kick and then put my phone back up. So like I recorded everything but the power kick. Like I missed but, the thing. But she <laughs> drops her phone during the power kick. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to record didn't record because I was feeling it so much that I had to go and power. 
And then we had Nancy Wilson on the podcast and I'm like, okay, let me tell you. And then one time, Nancy, you high-fived me at a concert back in 2005 in Houston somewhere. And she was just, she tolerated us. She just, looks yeah. good. Nancy looks good. She looks fantastic. Yes. She does. I mean, oh, wow. You met her. Lord have mercy. Y'all had her on. Yeah. Oh, my God. We had her and we had Ann Murray on. Ann Murray? Yeah. And, yeah the songbird? Yeah. We had yeah, Ann from Canada? On. I wanted to cry. Yeah. yeah, she she hit us up from what Saskatchewan or whatever she. Yeah, we're an international show. I don't know if you know that. We'll even go as far. I knew as it was Canada. a big deal. I knew it was a big deal. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a it, it's a big deal. I want to go back to like this. Okay. I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about like when you're talking about getting your deals because I think like both Jenny and I have talked about this extensively, and especially like when Jenny first came here, I was sort of reliving people's promises when you come here, and you're both like like so you're you know Jenny's from Texas, you're from the South, but. Like even being from New Jersey, I think the thing that shocked me about Los Angeles the most was like when I was in New York and New Jersey and the East Coast, when something, when I wasn't going to get a job, I was aware of it. Like people said, yeah, it didn't work out this time. You know, it's like, okay, you know, keep trying, whatever, you know, but they were nice, but it was that. And in the South, I'm sure it's like, yeah, you're great. It's like, maybe not that next time. Out here, people like stay to your we love you. You're the next. And if you're not from here, you foolishly believe that when people say we love you, this is going to be a this is a done deal. That that means that they love you and that this is a done deal. And and so and it was bad from New Jersey. And New Jersey is a little like more cynical, certainly than the South. I what was that? I mean, what did you? I, I what was it like? Did you it go over and over in your head? Did I hear that wrong when that was happening? Was that a hard adjustment for Hollywood? Just curious. Or did you always yes. just think maybe it was horseshit the whole time? You always just have no you have a bullshit meter at all. No, I was I thought this especially my very first one with Paula Dean attached and mm -hmm. Warner Brothers, it was Tom Warner mm -hmm. and um you know ABC bought it before we could get out of the parking lot. Right. And I and I had had a showcase at Laugh Factory, and I knew I had I had done well. I knew I'd done well. It was one of those things in my career where I thought I just killed that. Yeah. And I and um, I thought I was on top of the world, and people were calling and wanting to do interviews with me and all that. And then one day they just call and they go, "What's over? There's a <laughs> there's a writer's strike." I was like, and I, and my husband bought me a dog, this old Bengal that's laying down here snoring to help me get through it because I was devastated. I thought that that was it. And in, in me as a comedian growing up, my idea of stardom is a sitcom. My, you know, I want to be Ray Romano, Roseanne. I, you know, that was my dream, Tim Allen. And then, so that, when that ended, I, I was devastated. I think I went into a, a, a clinical depression I understand. And then I got the second deal and thought Matt Williams, it created Roseanne Home Improvement. Nick at Night came after me. Yeah. They gave us money to shoot a pilot. What happened with that? Matt Williams said, um, you know, Leanne, I think they're, this is more of a, like a kid's Disney skunk is uh, loose in the, in the living room kind of thing. And he goes, and I don't do that. And you, can you trust me? And I said, yeah. So we took it from Nick at night. And I think it may have gone with, I say that, you know, I don't know. And yeah. then, then TV land wanted it. And then they, I knew the minute they said, yeah, we want it. 
They held on to it for nine months, and I knew in my heart they don't want this. They don't want it. And I don't know what they're doing, but they don't want this. Yeah. And I feel like every, I think people are, when I come out to LA and we pitch in, in meetings, I think people are fascinated by me. I think they think, oh, look at her, like an animal in the wild, kind of. Yeah. Look at her. And, but I don't know if, I don't know what is, it's just, but I know people that have had nine deals and didn't get anything, you know? So, and it never like I, it, it just like, it makes you feel better. Like I and I oh, I now hate myself when I get my hopes up. But like I, I just did a uh, um, I, I over the over the pandemic I got Matt Kevin Nealon and I wrote a pilot together for him, and it was like and it's something like he's a lovely guy, and we wrote you know I don't like most things I write. I mean I'm very like I I, I always think I'm a fraud. This thing we wrote together was absolutely it's my favorite thing I've written in years really funny everybody loved it all the way through I guess except the one person who could put it on the air which had bought it and you know never got made and honestly I was just talking to him the other day and we're like it still hurts it's like because it's like it really like you, you, you know it just in order to invest in these things and do all the work that you've done and Jenny you've been through yeah. you've been through this we a put our heart, I know we put our heart and soul into these things and the only way you can do good work is to care and believe in it yeah like you can't just do it like oh I don't care I'm just going to do because otherwise it's not good right like so, I went through a thing of like okay I just went into everything being skeptical because I have like the most pessimistic mom who's just like prepped me for but to the point that like i remember danny like you were telling me like the first pilot i wrote you're like don't get like you know super like you you explain everything i'm like i'm already going into this assuming it won't go and then each pilot that i would sell every year i started giving a shit even less and then at some point i was like maybe i should care like a little bit like because <laughs> i think my work was starting to be affected where i'm just like hmm, send it in and i'm sure they're gonna pass and who cares and but you have to like you can't get your hopes up but there's some weird line like to care but not like treat it like it's your baby you know know. (laughs) well somebody told me a long time ago when uh, during my first one they said it'll be easier to win the lottery than to get it on television and that was a good way for me to look at it i have always thought of it that way afterwards and then brian dorfman who is um without that concert and on zanies in nashville and all these clubs across the united states who i love yeah. he's from Chicago and he tells it like it is. And every time I'd go to Zanies and I would say, I've got a television deal. And he'd say, it means nothing, Leanne. It means nothing. And I would be like, why are you, you know, and why do you, you carry my dreams? And then now I get what he's saying. And then he yeah. said to me, uh, before I got this tour, he goes, Leanne, it's all about live. It's all about live performance. Look at Jim Gavigan, look at Nate Bergancy. And they, you know, Nate has had television deals one right after another. But so I know I knew the last one. I knew people who worked on that one. It was like, and you know, and he's like right now, you know, he's the hottest thing. And it's like, and he didn't get on the air. It's like, it's like Yeah. And by the way, Jim Gavigan, like Danny and I are huge fans. Like we know Jim and he's great. And I am such a huge fan of Nate. Yeah. Like I mean, and I with you and Nate and Jim and everything, it's like it's clean comedy. It's not you know, I have to, the compliment that I really, like, I think you're so funny, but Nate, you, Jim, you'll watch your whole special and you don't even realize it's clean because you're that good at just telling, you know, like sometimes people are like, oh, I just watched a clean comedy show. <laughs> like, you know, watching Nate and you, I, 
is that something that you always like made it a point you didn't want to ever like um you know i just i think because i was a mama and i yeah. i there was part of me that didn't want to say anything that i didn't want them to say mm -hmm. but it was also it i just don't i think that way i love i love uh blue comics and i and i'm big fans of i love amy Schimmer, dave chappelle yeah um I mean, I can't, I'm drawing a blank, but I love, I don't mind that. I think I love that. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't come from me. That's not how I, right. how I write. In your everyday life, do you use language? No. You don't? Uh-uh. No. And I, that, I projected that onto my children. And let me tell you, my little mom and daddy would never say anything ugly. And they would always say, my great-grandmother, we called big mama and she was tiny. But they would say, oh, Big Mom would say, oh, you don't need to use that kind of language. I just remember everybody, they were, they were kind of, my people were kind of superstitious. It was like Methodist country, Methodist that, oh, don't oh, I'm Methodist too. <laughs> Wait, forgiveness. You know, Jenny, it was yeah. about forgiveness. It's, um, but I, it but was, it's like, hey, you're fine. You're good. You're fine. You're fine. But it was like, <laughs> don't say ugly words. And there was no alcohol. Oh no, that didn't work in my household. <laughs> Look, I, I, I say the same thing to my little fuckers. Um, <laughs> you know when the, you know when they're not all, you know look when they're not all fucked up on yeah. booze. I, I'll I, I'll tell my daughters and say, "What the fuck? You're yeah. acting like a couple little bitches." But yeah. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you two pieces of shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, my kids, I think in a re in response to me, are more like you. Because the way to rebel against me, especially one of my daughters, is she never curses. She's never had a drink, and it's like, and I've, I've done it all. This, <laughs> I uh, look at me. This does. I'm actually 30. 28 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm 30, <laughs> but you know whatever. Well, uh, Danny, I've done it all, honey, and I think that that I think I was so. I've done it all, and I and I had I made horrible decisions in the 80s. When I tell you I made out with all the Jewish boys at the University of Tennessee, I did. Jewish, I Italian, I mean, I I was out smoking uh, in a club, honey, making horrible decisions, horrible. And I and I guess when and by the time I had children, I just didn't want them to be walk, going down the road and having a horrible memory like I did in vehicles. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I no, don't no. know. But I just, that's I'm, sure those, I'm sure those Jewish men said, the same about you. They said, look, I found the woman who would most piss off my booby. Um, yeah. You know, like this and was, this like, is, this is going to get back at my mom. Yeah. When I showed this, this, like this, this, this tall blonde haired Southerner. <laughs> it's like, what better revenge? I wish, I wish I met you then. I could have really stuck it to my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. My uh, parents actually, I grew up, they never curse ever curse. So you see really? how well that turned out for me. Like maybe they should have like, just fired away yeah. like sailors and and that would I do have a question like as a as an east coast guy for you and and uh you know i live on the coast but like do you notice a difference because you're you're so funny and i i totally say get what jenny is saying when especially when i think about you and nate i get through your stuff and i don't and then i realize wait are you guys clean comics because it didn't occur to me that you were clean because it's just so entertaining and it's not like you're not talking about real stuff but right. you just don't rely on that but 
Do you notice a difference like when you play a place like, you know, say you're in New York or you're in Chicago or you're in Los Angeles or do you, do you notice differences between those audiences and traditionally like, you know, when, then when you're playing Nashville or Texas or it, 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 is there a, is there a difference to those theaters or because for me, when I watch you, I am so I think I told you this before we're recording. You're, you offer a perspective that is so different from my upbringing, but it's also completely relatable. Nate does the exact same thing where I didn't grow up with those sort of rules or mores, but like I've been in that position in a relationship. I've been to that concert as an old person and I'm getting to hear it from a completely different point of view. Is that what you find with people or? Um, yeah, I feel like it's no different when it, wherever I go. Now I use some colloquialisms that people don't understand and but I think what I talk about, I do have a thick accent, but I talk I about things that everybody can relate to. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, you, the women, when I did that Laugh Factory showcase, that was um, Sultans of Comedy Night. Oh. And we walked up and my producer said, Sultans of Comedy, I, I don't know what, what does that mean? And I go, is that... My kids watch a Disney movie with Aladdin. Is that mean? What do you, we realized it was Middle Eastern night. Yeah. And I thought I was going to have explosive diarrhea and pass out. And I, and it was all these, and y'all may not know these comedians. Gold, Gilda, the mean Turk. Gilda, it was Basil the Armenian. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter the Persian. They all had a title. Yeah. Like that. Okay. And it's they so were, weird at the Laugh Factor when they do that. And it's like, it's Asian. Wednesday, it's going to be Latina, whatever. I'm like, well, just book everyone a little bit of everybody. But I love about the, but I love it. They put me in that lineup. In, oh, on I've been in that lineup before, but not on a showcase. And it's like, did y'all realize that I am not? But, uh, but I was freaked out. But what we realized was that all these little women from the Middle Eastern felt fat in their pants. Yeah, they right. had to prostitute their self to their husband for children's shoes. <laughs> they all feel the same way, you know, I, yeah. and we realized that night it was not, a, I'm not really a Southern comedian. I don't talk about Southern stuff, really. Well, That's like beautiful. what you do, and you were talking about like Roseanne and everything, and Danny actually wrote on Roseanne back in the day. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my Did you know Matt? I did not. Matt was, was gone. Already gone. <clears throat> Matt was gone. I think I was there season five. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he wasn't there long, I don't think. No one's there long. I was also <laughs> not there long. Uh, but uh, you I don't know if you heard, it was not, not the greatest place to work. But anyway, go on. I was going to say, like, Roseanne, when she did, you know, The Tonight Show that first time. Yes. Went up, and it was like, that set, you know, and how hard is that to do on, here's five minutes, and we're going to go over and give you note after note, you know, but she just, it, it wasn't where she was from. It was that she just hit a chord with, so many people and that I feel like is what you do I mean it's not right. just because you're from you, it's like because you you know people can relate to it and when you say something on stage like I love the feeling if I go oh when I was growing up and I will say what my parents did and the whole place was like thank you you know <laughs> it, like it's such a rewarding like feeling and I feel like every time I've Danny, I sent you one of the clips of the cheerleading competition. Oh my God, with the girls dressed up, the little girls as whores. I, 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 Danny's I, daughter was like a fucking for real gymnast. And you went to all that shit. <laughs> my daughter was an actual gymnast. And the, the difference between, a, I, cause I used to say this to people, the difference between going, the 
kids who are in the gymnastics competitions and the ones who are in the cheerleading, the professional cheerleading competition was the whore factor. <laughs> They're both doing crazy stuff that's going to stuff. Like my freaking daughter was like, she was so competitive. She was like pre-Olympic stuff. Thank God she hurt her wrist because like she hurt her wrist in, in, in high school. And it was like, she was out of gymnastics for like one month finally got her period, grew three inches. <laughs> what that fucking sport was doing to her, and I'm sitting there, it was, it's crazy. So I understand. Yeah, my baby only did it. She didn't know how to tumble, and but she could throw little children up in there, and she's strong as a mule. And so we were kind of like rock stars, but it wasn't because she knew what she was doing. It's just yeah. she never dropped anybody. But yeah, that that's a whole... That that clip, because that was not on dry bar. My little social media guys put that one out, put Def Leppard and Journey out, and there and it was a spark. And I could feel it. I I could physically feel something happening. And I said to my husband, we were moving a child into Manhattan into an apartment. And I said, This is getting shared a lot. And I think something's happening. And everybody just blew me off and you know, grab that luggage and Keep your mouth shut, you know. So I just and, then, <laughs> and I said, and I knew something was happening. And I said to my kids, and they're all grown, but I said, Do y'all want this? Or if you don't want it, I'll stop yeah. it. But you need to tell me. But it and it felt it felt right to me that it was happening. But at the same time, I've been through that whole fraud, imposter, they're gonna find me out. Yeah. But yet it felt like it was supposed to happen. Right. It's been weird. It's been a weird, I've listened to a lot of podcasts of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and not that I'm Matthew McConaughey, but I, but he went through that and I'm, I'm trying to, what are people, what does it feel like? Cause all of a sudden it was just like this, you know, I went from 25,000 to 1.3 million. Now they tell me my Instagram's pitiful. So I, but I don't know to me it's, um, but I, during the pandemic, I think I got the tour before the pandemic and I thought, well, it's over. Okay, fine. I, it happened. And now there's going to the COVID. Yeah. And then I started just doing little videos on the back porch and talking about what I cooked. And it's, and it grew even That's from cool. that. Yeah. But I think people just wanted, I guess people just wanted real, yeah. somebody just real, no makeup on talking about what they cooked. Yeah. But they're fun and, and they're not a butthole, you know, I think yeah. that, and when you have too many people telling you you're not doing your Instagram, it's your Instagram. Like, there's no wrong, you know, way of doing it. Like, if to me, the, the most endearing thing is when a person, you know, you tweet what you want to tweet instead of like tweeting to the masses and thinking you're going to get likes because you're going to go, hey, what everyone else said about 9-11? You're like, yeah, everyone said about 9-11. Or you're just trying to get likes and retweets, you know. Uh -huh. But like, when you uh -huh. post everything is so genuine on your Instagram. So whoever's telling you that is full of shit. They're wrong. And you're, and you're also, I told you, those theaters look full to me. So yeah. um, I think you're, I, I think you're doing, I think you're doing fine. Um, uh, anything, uh, so you have, are you, do you have a script with this? I want to get to what you're up to now before we yeah. do our recommendations, but do you have a, a script that you're working on for the Sony deal? Yes, there's, I have writers and they have, um, we're, have not pitched yet but we, we're we have they have the idea and the you know all that stuff y'all talk about i don't know all that arc they no. have all that you know episodes and all that we've been working on it for a long time oh, and 
Yeah, and they're darling, darling. I like the premise. You know, there's been times when I've had writers and, and I've loved all my writers, but I thought, this doesn't make sense. But I didn't have the guts to go. Yeah. And I think because I am from the South and from Tennessee, yeah. I was like, oh, I love it. And then, but this one feels right to me. But who knows? Who knows, y'all? And is anybody watching television? Right. Well, you know, it's watching in streaming form and maybe it's hard for network, but maybe you never know where there's a home. But I will say this. It's really good. Like those, the failures you had leading up to this, because what you just said is very valid. It's like there were things you didn't like before that, you know, you would have gone along with. And had those gone on and failed because you didn't believe like that would have been on like they can have all the ideas they want. Ultimately, it's your face up there. It's your show and you will take the blame. Like yeah. we, well, they'll walk away from it. And so I think it makes you smarter. I think whatever you're working on, I have no doubt will be better because of it, whether it goes or not. So that, I mean, that's my Pollyanna. Yeah. But, I, think but I can right totally relate to that Southern thing. Cause like, it's hard to say like, you're, oh, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> that's, you know, where I'm like, I should be grateful to be here. And I should say, please and thank you for having me and send a thank you note, <laughs> like, you know, to speak up because you're told to not do that growing up. And yes. when you feel out of your element too. Like oh I'm God. sitting That's in here. Like, so every day I, I wake up, I'm just so grateful. I'm a, a, you know, a mediocre middle-aged white man because I have all this confidence and no one can, you know. Um, and, like, um, I have I, none, like in the South, like my parents were like, no, you're gonna do something sooner or later. We're just waiting. Like we don't brag on our kids. Danny, you met my mom, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> she barely like, acknowledges you're disgusting. Her. I'm like, you've she never barely acknowledges you're related. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Corky. Shout um, out to Corky. Um, anything else you are promoting? Are you like any cities you're gonna be in in the next uh that you wanna talk about? Um, when will this come out? And I'll tell y'all. A guy, when will this puppy come out? It's actually coming out tomorrow. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Well then, okay, y'all, get a load of where I'm going this weekend. Columbus, Ohio, Thursday night. Wow. Uh, which, what is that? September the... 18th, I think. 18th. And then I will be in Richmond, Virginia Ooh. on the 19th. And then I'm in Baltimore, Maryland on the 20th. Holy and God. then the weekend after that... Baltimore? In Baltimore at a theater and I'm... No, oh God. I don't know. And I don't know, they can look up LeanMorgan.com. It's terrible. I'm 55, Jenny, and I've lost my mind, and I th don't know where I'm going. Okay, and then the next weekend, this is a, one of those full circle things. I'm going to be in Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas. And I used to dream about, oh, who all's getting to be in the Moon Tower, and they wouldn't have me come and clean the toilet. And I'm going to get to be in the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. And then yeah. go on from there to New Orleans and Tampa. Y'all, can y'all believe they're having shows in New Orleans? But they are. They want to have them. And Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to be there around the time I am. And oh they are God. going and doing, honey. I know. Well, we're going to link your website um, on our, um, on our uh, with the podcast. So people should definitely check you out. And you have to let us know when you're out here. I, and I am coming to Los Angeles and they, they're going to announce all these new dates in later this fall because I, I have a hundred city deal across the United States. Wow. And so I've only hit, I mean, I haven't even hit 50. So there, there, there'll be more coming and I'm going everywhere. And well, I'm I always expect the IP seats. Um, yeah, and those big panties are going to be stretched across this great 
country of ours. That's amazing. I'm so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm amazed too. I'm amazed every day. That I'm, moon tower thing, I'm with you on that. I'm still like, that's still a, a, a dream to like, I mean, you know, for like a Texas person, like, oh my God, that's so awesome. And you're like up there too. You're like the like headlining basically moon tower. I saw your, cause you know, when they do the comedian's names big and then they just peter off and get small. <laughs> It's like the first act of Coachella, and yeah. then you get down to the bottom, and it's like, uh, yeah, Pete's it's tomato. Like your, your neighbors that you grew up next door to are at the very bottom, you know. Like. Well, I wonder though, Jenny. I've I've thought I've been all these Tom Segura and um, Maria Bamford. Even though I've met Maria and she was darling, but uh, years ago. But I but I think all the David Tell. I bet they're going. Who is that woman with those estrogen-filled breasts? <laughs> in that maxi dress with that thyroid nodule who is that i bet they're like where did she come from you know but i've been doing out there for 22 years but i know i what has i haven't i would love to be jenny johnson i really would oh i would love to be morgan trust me i will we trade we'll do a you know freaky friday thing or something <laughs> <laughs> I have to take Fortune Feimster and I, I, she had me feature for her in Sacramento last weekend. Yes. And we were talking about you. I was like, oh, she's going to do the podcast. I didn't know you were a Methodist because Fortune and I both are Methodists. <laughs> and we were discussing our, we should just wear like acolyte robes when we walk out. <laughs> like, <laughs> things, but. Oh, I know, honey. I was in the Youth Methodist Fellowship and I did oh, horrible I things in the parking lot of the MYAF. Horrible, horrible. But we were in the country. There was nothing else to do. So I made out with everybody in my MYF. All right. And I love Fortune Themester. And I think I met her years ago in Austin. And I and she I love her. And when she goes, Tim, I've often thought, is Fortune doing me? And I know that's egotistical because I because I know that she probably doesn't even know anything about me. But I think because she'll go that Tim and and she's okay. sitting there with that, you know, a one-piece bathing suit on. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, is that me? Is she doing me? <laughs> but I love her. Oh, I'm a big fan of hers. That's so fun that you got to go with her. You need to go with me then. You need Very to go fun. with me. Bring me We're not even recording this. That's, that's what this whole podcast was about. <laughs> you getting Jenny on tour with you. Danny, yeah, you I can come too. <laughs> I, I did a I, clean set last night for like the first time I tried. You to did a clean set. I haven't seen. I don't think I've even had a clean conversation with you in. Oh, years. you haven't. There's no way that you have. I, I know. So I that's amazing. I had, but I was like, I want to see if I can do it. I was with Jay Leno at Flappers. Oh, that's did cool. you do it, Jenny? I did, but I mean, I said like hell, but I replaced. Oh, that's okay. It, we just don't want. I just you can say stuff like that. I don't want anybody talking about there and I have to spell it P-U-S-S-Y. Well, that, okay, so I, if I would ever use that word, it's like, oh, that person's being, a, <laughs> like, I never talk about like my own, so, like, I don't do that. Like, it's yeah. it's like- every your own day when like, oh, this fucking guy. Like, it's <laughs> like, that's how, you know, but I didn't realize I said it as much as I do until recently. <laughs> Well, we're, we're at that point in the show, before we end, we like to talk about stuff we watch and have liked and uh, over the last week or the pandemic, or there's, are there things like, like you're on the road that like, what's your go-to? What are you, what are you enjoying on? Yes. yes, Danny. Okay. The other two. Oh, we love it's, that. 
my favorite thing right now. Oh, I've loved it. And I've watched it over and over when I'm, and I'm lonely, when I'm in the, on the road and I think, you know, I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to know what the world's yeah. burning down. I go to the other two. I enjoyed White Lotus because I'm a big Molly Shannon fan. Yes. She's and I thought White Lotus was fascinating, Love twisted, it. fascinating. Um, and I loved Ted Lasso. That's been sweet to watch. Fantastic. But I, the other two, that's my sense of humor. Have you seen Hacks? Yes, I loved Hacks. Yeah. Yes, we burned through that too quick though. Yeah. yeah. The I, other two was a I think HBO Max has got great stuff on right now. Totally. They really do. Other two was my a recent discovery. I only recently binged it like within the last two weeks. And then like I'm now like, oh, when's the next one coming on? It's so good. So I've been telling you forever to watch it. You're like, like, okay, I will. I know. I, 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 I was slow to it. <laughs> and y'all, nobody knows about that. I know. And I, and I tell people all the time. I told my kids and they were like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Because I was, I had, I was a huge fan of baskets. Oh, yeah. And my kids would watch it with me and they were like, yeah, but I knew, I know Martha yeah. um, oh. from Austin, Texas, and, I, yeah. and I'm a huge Louis Anderson fan. Oh, he's and that, it's transcended that part. It's so good. So, Danny, yeah, so those are the kind of shows I like. What are y'all watching? Give me yeah. something I can watch. You want to go or I'll go? I'll go. I just right because it's pretty simple. Like, yeah. oh, you go, Jenny. Well, watch, I just, it'll be the same thing. It usually is. Not. Well, uh, no, because like, there's nothing that much, it's nothing new. I just like, I'm, I am, my, it's the other two. And for me, the other one is what we do in the shadows on FX. I, I, it's been so good. Do you know this show? No. Oh my God. It's, um, it's almost like it's a, um, a documentary, mockumentary style about some vampires living in Staten Island. Um, and it was based on a movie that was done in New Zealand by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. Jermaine created the TV show here and it is, it's beyond brilliant. It's so small. You'd think like a vampire show would be like, you know, all this big, it's so little stories about these characters fucking up. They're all petty and yeah, it's like you see some vampire like coming out of a coffin and everything that's real dramatic. And it's like, who left the cup out on the table and didn't put a coaster? You know, it's like, it just all of a sudden ruins, like. Yeah, everything is just very small and petty and the jokes are really precise. So I'm watching that. I was very happy to see uh, John Oliver back in the studio last night because I enjoy I enjoyed him okay. quite a bit. And um, and this is like, I, I, I'm, it's a reluctant recommendation because I'm pretty sure it's not good, but it's brilliantly acted and it's just soapy and fun, but is Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Melissa McCarthy is so good in it. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, I would recommend it just for that. I watched okay. the, Yeah, I watched the pilot of that and I was like, I think I was wanting to watch something a little more fun because it was like right before I was going to sleep and it felt like, oh, these people are going to like a, like a wellness retreat. Yeah. All their different issues. And I was like, I've got enough. I don't need. Yeah. I mean, it takes a weird <laughs> turn. I mean, it has a weird turn with like hallucinogenics and shit like that. But it's like, but it's, um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm swept up. So, yeah. How I about you, you, Jenny? So, what I just started watching was only Murders in the Building on Hulu. I'm trying to see that. Okay. So, that's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and then Selena Gomez, wisely cast because. Yeah, this is gonna go. Oh, these two old guys. We need like, oh, Selena Gomez, like a young hot <laughs> person. Yeah. To, but it is okay. The pilot 
and I rarely laugh at pilots. Pilots yeah. are always like a hard episode to, you know, like to make funny, but they're in this building. It's a very, very upscale building. There's a murder, but these three individual people who live separate from each other are obsessed with a podcast. It's almost like that serial podcast. And they begin thinking they can solve what happened, but you realize, oh, they also have these little secrets, each individual one. And so it, the pilot kind of leaves you with this cliffhanger of like, okay, this person, did he kill himself? Did he not? What the hell's going on with these three? So it's, and I heard Martin Short's brilliant in it. He is. He's always brilliant, but. Yeah, he plays like sort of like Broadway director and Steve Martin plays some like washed up you know, sitcom actor from the early 80s. Oh my gosh, y'all. Okay, I'm on fire. Cause I'm we'll always looking tonight. for something. Yeah, give it a whirl. I, I think y'all both like it. The Leader. mayor from Easttown, Easton. Oh my God, that was great. That was great. But the first episode, I remember thinking, I can't do this. That's how I felt, I didn't get past it. Yeah, you had to muscle. Well, you, did, you gotta go back, Danny, you gotta okay, go, go back. back. You got to go back and you'll pull through and then you'll be like hooked on it and you'll you'll binge, you'll be up all night, you'll order Jimmy John's. You got to, I mean, you got to do it because it is wonderful. But that first episode's heavy. Yeah, that's how I felt. Better. I know yes. I heard that. I will. I, but I felt the same way too. I had to muscle through it. And it, because it was like every Sunday night instead of just like binge, I bet if it was just me binging it, I probably would have bailed on it. Yeah, because it was every Sunday. I was like, "All right, I'll give it another." Yeah, okay, I'll report back. Okay. What do y'all think about um, the morning show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston? I'm looking forward to that coming back out. I really like that. I thought that, that was, was another one that people told me like got better. I I watched the first two episodes of it and was not drawn in at all personally. And I talked to a couple of people who also felt that way, and then later came back to me and said, "You." have to keep watching it will yeah. draw you in and so i'm going to those are the two shows i'm going to go back to yeah i had a hard time starting it because i was a tv news producer and i produced a morning show for so long and i'm like i have a hard time watching something that i used to do because people get it incorrect where you're like that doesn't happen people don't say that or don't you know like you get like like shitty about it and i'm like okay let me get my you know ass off my shoulders and watch this and i'm like oh they actually did a really great job and it 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 kind of they don't say it but it's like it mirrors what matt lauer did yeah that's what i heard and it's really like whoa they're just saying it without saying it you know like oh he's back at his house at the hampton like everything is exactly what happened with that scandal so that's kind of yeah it yeah. is to me too, honey. That fascinated okay, well, me because I was fascinated by that whole thing. We'll definitely oh, watch that. The houses are like the penthouse that they all live in is also sick. Like where Jennifer <laughs> Aniston's, like I love when like a good set and a good quote, like the wardrobe, amazing. Okay, oh, for cashmere. Yeah. I will check it out. But, it, and so, and you should all check it out. But what you should really check out is, what's the website again, Leanne? LeanneMorgan.com. So easy to remember. Please check her. This is a national treasure, goddammit. <laughs> and she won't say goddammit on stage, but I will say it right the fuck here. She's yeah. a national treasure. Um, thank you for doing our show. 
Yeah, thank you so much. This was such a treat. I could just literally sit here and keep talking to you. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I wish that I lived near y'all because we would be best friends. When I we not that. be best friends and we could talk about television shows and what we ate. When we you come out here, we're going to make that happen. Absolutely. Okay. I would love that, y'all. I've had a ball and it really means like I felt like a cool kid. Thank y'all. Oh, we feel cool <laughs> with you as well. I just feel I'm happy to be here. That's me too. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, do, thank you, Doing It Nation. You're welcome. We really delivered this week. And we'll, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week.